0: blog talk radio welcome to standing on my soapbox your monday through friday rants raves and reviews talk radio show with the top stories in news politics and pop culture join your host entrepreneur scott fullerton and co-host actor and writer craig hurley right here at 3 p.m pacific standard time 6 p.m eastern standard time live or subscribe and download on your favorite podcast distributors including Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple and Google Podcasts. You're also invited to call in and share whatever is on your mind at 347-989-0126 during the live shows. So here we go. Stand up on our soapbox, and let's start talking.
1: Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Standing on My Soapbox. It is Friday, November eighth, two 2019. Yes, we made it to the weekend. We hope you're all doing good. My name is Scott Fullerton. I am your host. And in just a couple of moments, we'll have my co-host, acting writer, Mr. Craig Hurley, on the line. We always invite you guys to call in to be a part of the show. You can give us a call at 347-989-0126. That's 347-989-0126. You can comment on all of our silliness or start a a topic of your own. Uh, You'll hear the show while you're on hold. Uh, let's go ahead and stand up on my soapbox and start talking. Uh, Mr. Craig Hurley, how the heck are you, Road Warrior?
2: I'm doing all right. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. A little chilly here. A little chilly northeast Ohio. We had 34 for a high day. A little day. chilly. A little you guys snow. got some snow, didn't you? We got just a little light dusting. Not much, but a little bit. Enough to barely cover the ground. So it it, it, it melted by 10 o'clock. It was gone. So as soon as the sun hit it, it was done. Yeah, no, it's good. Everything's good here. Doing good. Um, I am still a fat kid. So even though I froze all my Halloween candy, I had to make brownies today. So I just finished a brownie a minute ago. (laughs) It's a horrible thing. It's a horrible, horrible thing. Hey, I want to apologize to all of our listeners out there. I have a very good friend that uh, just had a couple of heart attacks and out of the hospital, and he kind of got stranded at his doctor's appointment yesterday. I had to go pick him up right at showtime. So sorry we had to cancel the show kind of last minute yesterday, but uh, there that wasn't that, that much exciting in the news yesterday. We can miss one day, I guess. But all sorts of stuff going right. on today. How's your day going?
2: Um, I'm I'm currently driving and going across this great country of ours. And uh, my, I was talking to my mom yesterday, and uh-huh. she's like, be careful. And, and, you know, what if you get a flat tire? You have to plan on stuff like that. And, and I'm like, I'm not going to get a flat tire. And These are brand-new tires. So I, don't, I don't have to worry about it. Dude, sure enough, I'm leaving Denver, and uh, I got a flat tire.
1: <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness
2: did my mom know that i got a flat tire so currently i'm waiting for a tow truck because at first because these are guaranteed these tires are warranted, and because i bought them at pep boys and uh look i'm doing i'm doing ads for them right now hey pep boys you want to sponsor <laughs> us so um so you know they're warrantied so they've got free towing and and i they said it'd be 45 minutes to an hour and that was two hours ago if it had if i had known I would have just repaired, you know, put on the, the spare tire and drove it over to to Pep Boys. But now I'm waiting, and then it got closer to the podcast time, and I'm like, I can't really be changing a tire in the middle of the podcast. So, um, so waiting, and uh, if he shows up, I'm gonna I probably have to take a break, you know, and and deal with this. So uh, that's there all. There you go. I'm just letting you know. Well,
1: it's a good letting thing you, know you are close enough to the city that you can even. Find the Pep Boys. I mean you're lucky you weren't in the middle of the mountains. Uh, yeah, so, no.
2: Actually I'm yeah, I'm yeah. I'm a little bit outside of the city. I you know, that's why it's kind of a little bit of a pain in the ass. So I'm a little bit outside of Denver now. Plenty yeah, of gas, I hope. So the heater's just running just in the car happen. okay.
1: You're gonna run out uh, of gas. <laughs> yeah. No, it's actually warm that's it's actually seventy
2: it. degrees. It's it's seventy degrees here today. So Is it really? It's actually wow. warm. Wow.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yep. I like it. Very cool. Ohio is colder than Denver today. That's amazing.
2: Yes, it is.
1: In Vegas, it's 79 today. I talked to my friend a little bit earlier today. They have 79 degrees out there. So, it's warm and toasty. Yeah, no, we're going to get talking about the weather.
2: Coming up this next week is going to be just outrageous. Um, We don't usually get a real big Arctic cold snap uh, uh, this early on in, I mean, we're not even in winter yet. So um, we don't usually get this and we're going to break a whole bunch of records next week. Um, uh, There's going to be areas that haven't seen this type of cold in forever, if, if ever in documenting weather history. So, uh next yeah, week, it's
1: not quite it's a polar vortex, but it's going to be chilly. Very, very chilly yep. out, that's for sure. Yep. Well, very cool. How was your day yesterday? We missed talking yesterday. You have a good travel day yesterday. How was everything going out there yesterday? Uh,
2: I decided to just take a break yesterday. So maybe I should have gotten on the road sooner. <laughs> maybe I should Probably. have taken a break.
3: <laughs> so I, I'm glad it's that this didn't happen
2: you know, out in the middle of nowhere because so, mm. there's a lot of pockets of the United States that I'm currently driving through that there's nobody. There's no services, there's no people, there's no
1: nothing. So, That's true. I've driven that many a time. I, I agree with you yep. there. All right. Well, very cool. Let's kind of get into it today, guys. If you want to give us a call, we're going to be here for the next yeah, 50 minutes or so, 347 anything that's on your mind for the week, uh, we have, what's, what's yeah, I thought it was today? interesting that
2: we didn't, that we didn't um, uh, have a show yesterday, I had three people get get a hold of me that were like, dude, I was going to listen to the show today and you guys didn't have a show, and and I was just like, I thought it was really interesting that, that people actually, you know, are are interested in our show and that they're, you know, they're disappointed when it's not on the air. So, but That's the and, good thing. and they like all it. seem to, yeah, they, they all seem to, uh, want us to talk about how much 45 is an idiot. And two of these people are conservative. I mean, very conservative and how, you know, it, their, their representation right now is just an idiot. Um, and that the other people around him, right now, currently, the the administration is are, are trying to be adults about everything that's happening, which is impossible <laughs> when you're dealing with an idiot. So uh, yeah, that's that's what they wanted us to talk about. Um, but
1: well, no, anyway. he's definitely in the thick of things. I mean, we still have our impeachment inquiries going on. They uh, had. Uh, uh, an advisor or a senior assistant to Mike Pence on yesterday. Today was supposed to be Pompeo and he didn't show. Part of the six people didn't show this week. But the live right. uh, the live televiz- televised public hearings start next Wednesday. And they've been releasing wow. transcripts every day. So there's a lot of stuff going on right now and they are twisting themselves in pretzels how to how to explain it all away. They had Jim, Representative Jim Jordan, which is one of the uh, House representatives from Ohio here. I'm embarrassed to say it's one of those huge mm-hmm. Trump supporters and kind of a wingnut guy. He has weasel himself on to the Intelligence Committee so he can be part of these briefings because he's one of those super vocal people on that side, which is fine. So it will be interesting see what he brings to these publicized hearings next week. Um, But it's not that little bit of controversy. We actually had, uh, I think I talked about it last season, Jim Jordan from Southern Ohio. there's um, There's a thing going on at OSU. Jim Jordan was a wrestling coach at Ohio State University. And they had a scandal going on for the last year or so. One of their doctors for the sports program at OSU cuz I guess, just a pervert and always feeling up all the guys at all the different sports and um, just making people really uncomfortable. And I guess it was kind right. of an, uh, an open secret this was going on. And so there's been a bit of big investigation last year and a lot of people accusing him, of course, Me Too movement of, of sexual harassment, things like that. And Jim Jordan was one of the coaches, so it's been implied that he was in on it. He was one of the ones that knew about it, along with a lot of other people at OSU. And a second person came out yesterday and said, yes, I told Jim Jordan directly that this guy tried to fill me up during an exam. And Jordan said, oh, that's just Dr. So-and-so. You just got, we just got to deal with him. So he kind of made it part of it. Wow. So that's kind of. Right in the middle of this. So yeah, it's a big thing now. I haven't paid too much attention to it. I just kind of in the periphery, but this guy was bad news. He was just a pervert, I guess. And, uh, was, uh, doing this to all these guys on the Ohio state. I think it was more than the wrestling team. I think it was a lot of sports in Ohio state university. So, so Jim Jordan is now going to be on part of this impeachment inquiry on I'm the intelligence committee in front of the television cameras next week. He's a fire brand, uh, Trump can do no wrong on anything. The Democrats do wrong on everything. So it'll be interesting to see what he brings as part of the program next week. Um, it's just wild stuff. Did you see Jeff Sessions' announcement video yesterday for his run for the Senate? No.
2: <laughs> no, I didn't oh, see it. Goodness.
1: Jeff Sessions, of course, the attorney general of Donald Trump that recused himself from the Mueller investigation that was lambasted by Trump forever and just said so many mean things. And we've talked about him, how Kate McKinnon does a fantastic impersonation on SNL. But he was just raked over the coals by Trump for a long time, basically drummed out of being attorney general. And he has applied yesterday to take his old seat. He was the state senator for... Alabama for a long time before he was attorney general. And because he left last year, um, Doug Jones, a Democrat ran against and um, good old uh, Roy Moore, judge Roy Moore ended up being the candidate um, last year for them. And uh, so since Roy Moore was, thank God, such an idiot and such a polarizing figure Um, Our Democrat won. We had uh, um, Doug Jones win the seat. So the first time a Democratic senator from Alabama forever. And it's going to be very hard for him to keep the seat. Alabama has been deep red for a long, long time. So Session announced to rerun for his seat yesterday. And if Trump leaves him alone, there's a very good chance he will win it back. But because he's had all this bad blood with Trump, he did the most kiss-butt message yesterday saying, please support me in running for senator of Alabama. I have not been on CNN trashing Trump. I am one of his biggest supporters. Trump is probably one of the best presidents we've ever seen. Please vote for me for state senator or for, uh, for uh, United States senator for Alabama. So after being thoroughly vilified by Trump forever, he is sucking up to the nth degree for him to try to win his seat back. So it's going to be a very interesting race in Alabama this next year coming up. So he has a good shot at winning it. Dude,
2: one, of the, one of the people that, that called me yesterday and was like, dude, why wasn't your show on? She's actually from Alabama. And she is so embarrassed. She, every time I turn around, she is saying, All right, good job, Alabama. Because they're, they're like last on the list for education. They're last on the list for health care. They're last on the list for everything. And now this.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> you
2: know, they, they just, well, keep, that's the thing. They so had like six people
1: vying now. for that Senate seat. And right now, um, he has a pretty good shot um, of, of getting it back. But if not, it's going to be Roy Moore or some other wackadoodle. So, no matter what, it's not going to be a good thing. But <laughs> it would be poetic justice to no end if he won his seat back and then had to impeach Trump down the line. That would be amazing. I, I just. Vote
2: for that. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I just, I, where I said this before, uh, you know, all these cartoon characters, man, you know, Foghorn Leghorn and the Keebler Elf, and where do these guys come from? <laughs> What is going on? I mean, we've got just a tremendous amount of cartoon characters running our government. I'm not understanding. I'm, I'm really not. Right. We're voting these people in? Seriously? Come on. There's got to be some other cartoon characters out there that we can vote in that will do a better job.
1: Oh, and Doug so Jones is a great guy. Me. Doug Jones has a good job for Alabama. He's, been, he's run very centrist and uh, – I, he's going to have a tough time getting reelected. I really hope to see him get reelected, but I think it's going to be a very tough time for him to get back in. We'll see what happens. Alabama's been a very red state for a very long time. So it's going to be interesting. Very interesting. Uh, we didn't get to talk yesterday. Also, Trump is uh, down $2 million. seems the Trump Foundation was fined yesterday $2 million. <laughs> for giving money to his election <laughs> campaign, spending it on himself, basically. So oh. he has to pay $2 million to all these charities that he built out of money from his foundation. So that's wow. a little bit of poetic justice right then and there.
2: <laughs> Is he going to renege, just like he has on every other deal that he's done? Is he not going to pay it? Well, I, I, it's a I'm civil office. It, like it's just uh, like the...
1: It's just like the Trump University, where he ended up paying twenty-five million. He's got to pay two million now, to uh, all these charities that he that he bounced out of. I mean, he bought himself a portrait. That's not even close
2: to what he made. It's not even close. Oh,
1: often. university. That, yeah, yeah, it where was where like four
2: thousand dollars, yeah, it was four thousand dollars to to each student is what it turned out to be. And they paid—I right. don't even know what they paid. It was a university, so. Paid, you know, probably an immense amount of money. I, I wasn't fool enough to fall for it, so I didn't join. So, I don't know exactly what they paid, but probably a lot of money.
1: Oh, I'm sure it was probably a lot of money. Yeah, I don't know what the exact amount was, but if they're getting four thousand bucks back, and that's only a very partial part of what they paid, they're paying a good chunk of change. And this is not everybody right. that went there. This that's is just right. the people that were able to get in the class action suit at the time. And they only kept it to so many people. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be very interesting to see what happens now and where this, I guess, it's going to go, they didn't say how many charities, it's going to go to a bunch of charities that were kind of um, screwed over by this foundation of his. And so he, he's, he was fined $2 million for this suit. And it's really funny. I don't know if you remember, okay. but he used to always say, I never settle lawsuits. No one wants to sue me because they know that I won't settle and they won't go to court. Now he's settled two, just since he's been president. Right. Two high-end ones. So, yeah. Very, very interesting stuff. Just amazing, amazing stuff. And then, uh, finally on him, he's got, we talk talking about impeachment inquiry. John Bolton um, was scheduled to testify yesterday that he's not going to show up unless he gets a subpoena. And his lawyer today kind of doubled down on that but made it like sound he has a lot of stuff to dish on he said basically uh he said bolton was personally involved in many of the events meetings and conversations at the heart of the house impeachment inquiry as well as many relevant meetings and conversations that have not yet been discussed publicly this is bolton's lawyer saying this out loud to everybody So, I mean, they said, that's why because he has all this information, um, that's why my client needs a court order to be able to testify in it, because we don't know if we're allowed to say this. But if we have a court order, we are more than willing to come and say this stuff. So it'll be interesting to see if they send him a subpoena now with all this new information they had said yesterday we're not going to subpoena him because they didn't want to do a court fight for it. But uh, they may be able to, if they subpoena him, he may just show up. But he is is saying – his attorney is saying he's got a lot to say, which is very interesting. So who knows if that will ever come out or not. So Trump's had another very bad week in his long list of very bad weeks. What's that? Why does he need a subpoena?
2: Yeah, why does he need a subpoena to get up there and tell the truth about what's going on? Why can't he just get up there and tell the truth?
1: He says he's trying to cover his butt Just to say that in case They try to invoke any executive privilege Or anything he can say but I was subpoenaed I have to do it And he wants that right. to, He doesn't want to voluntarily go So I wish they would subpoena him Because I think he would say stuff then um, okay. But he's just trying to cover his bases too And not get sued by Trump or the government For breaking executive privilege But if you subpoenaed do it Then he almost just about has to so right. Then he can say whatever he wants so it's been another very bad week for our president. Why well, they, they didn't want a court a fight for it. They didn't want to court fight for it. They said that anyone that defy like they had six people defy their um, invitations or subpoenas to come this week. And they said re- the only remedy they have is to fight them in court for the subpoena. They said instead of taking that time out of their schedule to do it and have to hold this off, they are just going to use that as part of their articles of impeachment for obstruction of justice, saying that if you're not going to have people testify, you're obviously afraid of something they are going to say. So you're obviously obstructing our investigation of things they would say. So instead of going through a long court fight, they are just saying, great, we're not going to we will give one subpoena or we won't give a subpoena. We'll invite you to come. And if you choose not to come because of the direction of the president, we'll put that as part of our articles of impeachment. So it's kind of a smart play, I think, on the Democrats' part. Um, I think it does kind of give them a leg up, and uh, we'll see what happens with it. So it could be part of their articles of impeachment that will be be drafted in the Judiciary Committee in the next coming weeks. Because no matter what, I think there's going to be articles of impeachment drawn up. I don't think we can get around it. Uh, there's just too much evidence from what I've seen that uh, that they have to at least draw the articles. Whether everyone will vote for them or not, that's another thing. But it'll be interesting to see. Like This first vote to do the um, investigation, no Republicans at all voted for it. But that was a pretty safe bet for them. They, didn't have, they knew it was going to happen no matter what. And so they cannot vote for it. And it's still going to happen. But now that all this evidence is going public, because none of the evidence was really public before, now they're going to have public hearings all this evidence if the American people start to think that, yeah, there's something here, and if they still vote against it, they can be in a lot of trouble in the reelections for just blindly going along with it. The, 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 the vote to have it, they were pretty safe in voting against. It's interesting to see if they can keep unanimous against the impeachment vote when all said and done. It's going to be interesting stuff. Cool. All right. And that's all the politics stuff I have, except if it's Friday, you know what that means. Jane Fonda got arrested.
2: Jane Fonda got arrested today. <laughs> Yay. There you go. If it's Friday.
1: If it's Friday, Jane, Jane, Fonda, Jane Fonda got arrested. And guess who's with her this time? Ben and Jerry's, right? Ben and Jerry were with good old Jane Fonda. So, yeah, they uh, they took it on. Uh, their real names are Jerry Greenfield and Ben Cohen, of course, from Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. They joined her on her fire drill Fridays that she's having for another, I think, eight weeks on Capitol Hill today. Um, so... Yeah, it was kind of cool. Um, ben & Jerry's has been involved in climate change for a long time. They even put an ice cream, I don't know if you remember, they put an ice cream called Save Our Swirled um, a while back. It has raspberry ice cream with marshmallows, raspberry swirls, and dark and white fudge ice cream cones in it. So they've been a big right. advocate for climate change for a very long time. And uh, so they they join Jade Fonda as her celebrity guest. She has a celebrity guest every Friday while she's living in D.C. for the next month and a half. Um, they but yeah, uh, they Ben and Jerry all...
2: supposedly supposedly they use only cows that are or they get ice cream or milk from only cows that are treated fairly, like uh, you know their 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 farms are are kept clean and their stalls are kept clean and all of that. Um, and they're given the right nutrients and, you know, they, they're supposedly like, you know, grazing in fields and stuff like that. Um, I don't actually know, uh, there's a, there's like a, a little lawsuit or something, um, uh, against them for that, for professing that that's what they use. Uh, But overall, yeah, Ben & Jerry's has been uh, a part of, you know, trying to at least deal with climate change. Um, And they have to. They have a a food product that is, you know, that is going to be affected by climate change, especially ice cream.
1: Exactly. Right. And what you were saying, exactly what you're building on what you were saying there. I mean, one of the things they in their advertising, they say. Um, ice cream from happy cows that's their little tagline there you go happy cows because of whatever and so this this um, environmental advocate james ellers i guess his name is has said that the company is using deceiving um, marketing practices and says that many of the farms that produce the milk and ice cream are factory style mass production dairy operators says only some are part of the company's caring dairy program because the company does have What's called this caring dairy program, where they do have right. non-GMOS right. and all this other stuff like that. He's saying it's not 100% of all the farms, so they are misleading advertising, saying that it's made from happy cows. Well, I I don't know.
2: <laughs> I, I don't know how you could get 100%. You know, I, I, it's I, that's got to be impossible. You know, they, I'm sure that there's somewhere in their in their contracts and in their advertising that, you know, says we try to get you know 97% or or 95% i i doubt that they could ever get 100%. You got to get your ice cream and your milk and your products from other places at times, you know, there's going to be times when you're not going to be able to get it from the people that you want. So, and you got to keep your business going and that's a what isn't at Ben & Jerry's? That's they got to make. They had to make at least a billion dollars over their over their time of of existence. So you know they, you know, it's a it's a big company. You got to keep that thing going. So it can't right. it can't be you know it, it, it's it's got to be impossible to get 100 percent happy cows.
1: Exactly, but, you know, and, they, I, and I think they that, definitely that try. Makes sense exactly. Yeah. And I mean I I'm, I'm I'm not very kinky, but if you put a suction little thingy on my nipple and pulled milk out of me every couple of days, I wouldn't be a happy cow sometimes. There'd be times I'd be a little Yeah, drunky. no,
2: I'd be um. yeah, there'd be times <laughs> that I'd be irritated to say the least. That I'd be irritated to, you know, at at them doing that. So at these humans.
1: I actually went to the Ben & Jerry's factory in Vermont about uh, five or six years ago. Um, and it's, it's really nice. It's a very, very nice location up in Vermont there and very clean. And they give you tours. You can take tours of the factory and see how it's all made. And it's a really kind of fun place. They have a little graveyard up on the hill with little tombstones of all the ice cream flavors. They've retired for their ice cream graveyard, which is kind of cute and funny. And then they have a little, uh, Dessert ice cream bar where you can get uh, hot fudge sundaes and everything from any kind of Ben and Jerry's ice cream they have that day, and a nice little um, nice. souvenir shop. So it's a it's a nice nice location, and like you said, it's a multi million, if not billion dollar industry for them. But uh, yeah, they do good stuff there. It's it's in a beautiful part of Vermont, and I enjoyed going to that factory a lot, and had my chunky monkey. Hot fudge banana split Sunday, which is out of this world. I love my favorite is fish food. My favorite Ben & Oh, is you like fish their fish food? food? What is that? Yeah, no, I haven't had that one. I've seen it, but it's I don't know what it is. It's dark
2: chocolate. It's like you know the goldfish that we get, you know the the orange goldfish, um, but right. the, the I mean the you know, the snack, uh, except they're dark chocolate um, goldfish, and but they're not gold, they're dark chocolate and there, and then there's caramel in there and some chocolate swirl and vanilla and something Ooh, else. That'd be good. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's really good, that dude. Would be oh, good. I think there's a little bit of fluff. I think there's a little bit of marshmallow fluff in there too. So
1: nice. I am a chunky yeah, monkey nah, fan nah. from way back. I love my chunky monkey banana ice cream with walnuts and chocolate chunks in it. That is my all time very nice. favorite, but Yeah, I try to stay away from
3: the
1: nuts. Yep, you gotta you gotta watch that. It's small moderation to keep your tolerance up, but yep, got to keep away from those things. (laughs) Yep. So anyway, Friday, good old Jane Fonda, poor old Jane Fonda. That's it for now. Let's go ahead and take a break. We're halfway through. Let's take a little bit of a break and play. uh, Yeah, I didn't even realize we made
2: it half hour.
0: Wow.
1: Let's play a little okay, uh, Kenneth cool. Mogan, "Unlock Your Heart," and we'll be back. Oh, that's a long intro. We won't do that. We'll do Holy Water. We'll be back, uh, standing on soapbox. <laughs> the you long have about intro. Minutes to give us a call: three four seven nine eight nine zero one two six.
3: All face down on the floor. I'm all face down on the floor, screaming you can't take no more.
1: All righty, guys, we are back. Welcome back to Standing on My Soapbox with Scott and Craig. You have about 20 minutes to give us a call, 347-989-0126. We can talk about whatever's on your mind. Uh, We always hold off on our good friend Susie Q to the end. Let's kind of bring her in midway here and see how she's doing today. Susie Q, how's everything going out for you in Radio Land?
0: Oh, Lord, have mercy. I'm just telling other people about your show.
1: Well, and here he you that. bring
0: me on. I love it. I just told him, usually Sorry, I Susan. come on in the end. Okay, my new one.
1: Ready? I'm ready. Sure.
0: It ain't safe to be
1: alive. It ain't safe it ain't to be safe alive. To be alive. <laughs> that, that makes no is that sense. cool? you got to start explaining these to me. I don't understand that one. Why is oh. it safe to be alive?
0: Well, now that's the uh, conundrum. That's the uh, thing that makes you think. Okay, okay. See, all of these things make you think. My
1: head on that, one. that definitely is. My really? Headstrong. Are you kidding?
0: Yeah. Are you serious? And you know what I used to think? It's got to be What's safe that? somewhere. I used to think, gee, it's got to be safe somewhere. Um,
3: uh-huh.
0: like if you had a whole lot of money, no, 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 rich people get sick. And I thought, well, if you live in a real, real safe country, there's no safe countries. And then I used to think, oh, my God, she's right. It ain't safe to be alive nowhere.
1: <laughs> okay, I kind of get it then. All right, I kind of see what you're saying. You're just then. now kind of right. getting it? Just kind of Come again. on. Yeah, I thought- I was taking it very literally, so I, I won't take it quite as little of that, because I was taking it very literally.
0: Really? So it's it's like, literal. It is literal. Uh, it ain't safe to be alive. Where? Tell me somewhere it's safe to be alive. Do you know any Well,
1: I, I guess. I guess you're right. I guess you're right.
2: Yeah, do not, not, not safe these, to be alive in a, in a city because at any moment anything can happen. You know, a car could run off the side of the road and hit you, that type of stuff. Not um,
0: just um, it, these things are thousands of years old from the Appalachians and whatever and right. back beyond – and yeah, so uh, no
2: cars, so just go all the way back when, you know, it's just people and animals, and yeah, it's not safe to be alive. You can get attacked by a mountain lion, you can get attacked by it, a bear, you know, all, all sorts of stuff. It safe
0: anything on Earth to
1: be alive.
2: Trip and, trip and fall into a river, you know. I mean, it's, it's not safe to be alive.
1: Yeah, but it's see, don't take it in a, in a negative connotation. I wasn't taking a negative connotation. I was kind of thinking it more... Uh, theoretical like uh it's not safe uh to be living. That means you need to live. You don't want to be safe. You want to live to be alive means you're not being safe. You're trying new things. I nice. not things.
0: but whether you want to try new things whether you want to try new things or not, they will come to you. Everything will come to you that you can't even imagine. That's There's no safe Anywhere. there's no safety you even if you don't try it's coming everything is coming continuously twenty four yeah, hours might as
2: well just might as well just live if it's just not safe to be alive that's then right. anything that there you're doing, you know just, just live as much as you can then
0: that's right yeah. that's what the point is it ain't safe to hmm. be alive
1: I so, love it oh, I'm glad you do All right, okay you. Only- appreciate you calling in you have a great weekend okay thanks for your words of wisdom okay hey, you too and thank you guys thanks sirs bye yeah i didn't get it for a second but i i just i was thinking of, it sounded negative but i kind of thought it the other way yeah it's you're right if you're living you're not safe you got to live to and try and be bold and daring and playing it safe is not a way to live right I like that. That's very cool. Yeah,
2: no, you're you won't, yeah, you won't really get any life out of life if you're playing right. it safe all the time. There has to be right. an element of of excitement and fear and you know all of that so that you can actually live so that you, you know you're actually alive. You know, you don't need you somebody go. to pinch you, you know, you know, you know you're actually living. Because life is going to throw you something. So especially if you are living, it's going to throw things at you.
1: Ooh, this kind of brings me full circle here. Um, That song, isn't that song, um, you bleed just to feel you're alive, isn't that a seal song? I think so. Um, Rose, uh, a kiss by a thorn, kiss by a rose on the grave or something. You bleed just to right. feel you're alive. I think something like that. Hey, right. that's who I think the cougar is on the mass singer. I've been thinking it would have been Billy Porter, uh, forever, I but I'm switching over wow. to Seal um, huh. because yeah, I, I I've been thinking it was Billy Porter for the whole time, but it's making it too obvious to be Billy Porter. Cause I, we didn't get to talk about mass singer yesterday. Oh my gosh. I forgot. Let's get into mass singer here. We lost, Two contestants. I did not. I did not get to see. I oh. did not
2: get to see it.
1: Oh, I don't want to spoil it for you, though. I don't want to spoil oh, it care. for you. You're okay. not going to spoil for it for me. Spoil All right. Well, we had else. a big double elimination Wednesday, <laughs> and we and the penguin got sent home. Did you have any guesses on who you thought the penguin might be?
2: No idea.
1: Penguin was. Sherry Shepard um, from The View wow. and everything like that was singing better than I thought. Right. The Penguin sang halfway decent. Um, so Sherry Shepard ended up being, which is funny because they guessed Sherry Shepard last year, and it wasn't. And this year it really was Sherry Shepard. So uh, it was kind of fun. So that was the Penguin. And then uh, Black Widow got eliminated, who I thought was a pretty good singer, Black Widow. Oh.
2: No, no way. Yeah. She was a good singer. Who was it?
1: And guess who that was?
2: I don't know who was it. Raven. I was thinking like, it, man. oh, it was Raven? All right. It was yeah, Raven. No,
3: we, uh, That's so Raven.
2: I, yeah, I I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. I knew it was somebody like that, um, but couldn't figure it out. I don't know if I had guessed Raven. No. No, I
1: was it's thinking. It's kind of funny when uh, you I was think think about actually it thinking like both view hosts? weren't they both host on the View and they both got eliminated the same day, I think that's kind of funny. Interesting, kind of quinky dinky. But yeah, yeah, no, that is a coincidence. Show. Even
2: though, yeah, there's not supposed to be any like anything planned on there because they don't know who each other is. So to have both of them, you know, or who each other are, uh, to right. have both of them, both so, of them be on the View and both of them.
1: right. Yeah.
2: That's bizarre. so you never
1: know who's going to be eliminated. So it is kind of bizarre that both people from The View got eliminated and they didn't know who they were. But no, it was a very good show. You missed Wednesday. Um, uh crooned yet again. Nicole Scherzinger's in love with Singamajig. And did a great song. is good. The dude's good.
2: Singamajig is
1: a good singer. He's crooner.
2: Yep.
1: And did a very good job. Um, Flamingo did a good job. Uh, like I said, Cougar did a very good job. And I'm thinking Cougar Seal. I was thinking because one of the clues in the Cougar's packages was something with Pose. And Pose is what Billy Porter TV shows on. And that was too obvious right. of a clue, I thought. So now I don't think it's Billy Porter anymore. So I'm thinking it's Seal. But that's my okay. newest guest on there. But it was a very good show. And uh, they will be back next week next wednesday so i was very excited for that and speaking of shows your buddy's show got canceled 90210 has been all of them are
2: all of them are my my buddies uh yeah no i i knew that they were that they were having a hard time getting picked up from Fox, right. they because uh, they got great ratings. Like the first episode of the you know the them reunited of BH nine hundred two one zero. The first episode they got amazing ratings, some of the top ratings that Fox has ever gotten. And then for a summer show, for a summer broadcast, and then it fell out at by like the sixth episode, their their ratings had dropped out. So right. you know there was absolutely a chance that it wasn't going to get picked up. And uh, that's you know, that's what I said initially. I'm, I'm upset. am so Fox did a know, very and, and, nice, and, and, happy
1: announcement. They kind of said, we're so proud to have reunited a very special summer event for the network's Legacy Series and cast of 90210 fans across the country. Profound thanks and respect to Brian, Gabrielle, Ian, Jason, Jenny, and Shannon, and Tori, and along with the entire crew to everyone, Fox and CBS Studios, we uh, appreciate you pouring your hearts and souls into this truly inventive and nostalgic revival. So it went out on a very good note. Just the the ratings weren't there, as you said. Right. Hey, are you telling people where you're hey. going, by chance? People know uh, where you're going?
2: Uh, no, nobody. No, n- well, Some people know where I'm
1: going. Yeah. Because it's interesting. Why? I found out yesterday the city where you're going on the 14th, which will be about when you guys are there. Um, right. Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth are playing at the casino doing their uh, one woman sh- or two woman oh, show nice. at the casino where <laughs> you're going to be. Nice. So I thought nice. that was pretty funny. Yeah, pretty quinky dinky. I may have to so say hello. You may have to say hello. That may might be have fun. to say hello. I was going to write into their publicist to see if they wanted to uh, be on my show, my other show. So uh, yeah, they're going to be in town on nice. the 14th, which I think is next. Wednesday, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, whatever Thursday. It is. Yeah, Thursday. Thursday. Um, oh,
2: yeah. yeah, hey, can you do me a favor and go to a song so that I can take a little break?
1: We are going to go to a quick song then. We're going to play another Kenneth Mogan. This is going to be the real me. We'll be back in just a little bit. You're listening to Standing My Soapbox right here on Left to Straight Radio Network. I live
3: my life in a Didn't think I was worth it. Words stuck in my mind. the shadows, the spark that gives me life, your love took all my songs, i
1: righty, guys, we are back. Thanks for tuning in to standing on my soapbox. I'm your host, Scott Fullerton. My co-host Craig had to go. He has uh, had a flat tire. And so he's been dealing with that. And they finally came to tow him back to the shop and get a new tire. So I'm going to finish out the show here on my own over the next 10 minutes. So thanks so much for tuning in. If you want to talk, give us a call. 347-989-0126. I'd love to have you on. Let's see what I have on my hot list here. Uh, A couple things we haven't talked about yet. Um, One, we've talked about on the show a while ago, Um, I live in Northeast Ohio, and very near to me is a GM plant in Lordstown, Ohio, that was idled a couple months ago. Two years ago, they had 4,500 employees there at the GM plant, and they closed the plant in May of this year they lost the third shift first, 1,500 of the first shift. Second shift, they lost another 3,000 more about a year and a half ago. And then in May, they idled the plant. They did not bring, they they were making a Chevy Cruze there. It's been around there for quite a long time. Um, the plant's been there, I think, since 1966 is when they first opened the plant there. They've had lots of different cars there. Um, last has been the Chevy Cruze, which was their most popular small car ever made. But as we know, a lot of people are going to trucks and uh, bigger vehicles. Now the gas is still a little cheaper. So the Chevy Cruze hasn't been selling as much, and they idled our Lordstown plant. Um, went from, as I said, 4,500 people two years ago in two years' time to zero. It was a big part of the auto union um, They had their big negotiations, union negotiations, the past couple months, and it was a big part of that when they went on strike. They were trying to keep it open, but they could not keep it open. But we had good news, and it was a big, um, obviously a big employment center here in Northeast Ohio, but as of yesterday, uh, GM sold the entire plant to a new startup company called Lordstown Motors. They purchased the entire plant, all the robots in the plant, all the equipment inside it. There's a big office building in the front front of it. Um, they didn't say that what the price was. The plant is 6.2 million square feet. Just to give you an idea how big that is, it's nearly twice the size of the Pentagon in Washington, D.C. So a comp- this company called Lordstown Motors Bought it. They are going to build electric trucks there, electric uh, pickups called an Endurance. Um, it's going to sell for about $52,000. they are going to have a production prototype in time for the Detroit Auto Show in June of next year and put it into production right after the Auto Show. So it's a very quick turnaround time. They are doing it partly with a group called Workhorse Automotive out of Southern Ohio, that has is one of the front runners, and but may not get it, but it's a front runner to get um, the contract for the all new fleet. The U.S. Postal Service is going all electric cars, and so they have it out for bid to get brand new electric cars for the Postal Service. And this one company in Ohio is one of the leading bidders on it. And if they get it, they will probably make that new postal in, postal cart in Lordstown as well. So initially, it's only going to hire about 500 people to get these things going, to get the prototype going, to get the flat up and running. But if that workhorse company gets the postal order for their um, uh, electric vans for the postal vans. It can ramp up relatively quickly. So we are very excited to hear about that in Northeast Ohio. We are one of the few places where the economy is not booming. Uh, everyone says 45 has brought a great economy to this country. It really hasn't. The average worker is getting about $112 a month more than they used to. That's good. Mind you, it's groceries for a week. It's a good thing. Um, I'm happy for it. The average household, not the average worker, the average household, about 112 but inflation takes about 36 of that away, so you only get about $80. And Ohio has not seen any of that. Uh, Northeast Ohio, where I'm at, has not been part of the booming economy. We have lost more jobs here. We had Lordstown closed. We had another company closed. Um, we had a trucking company closed. So it has not been the boom where everything else has. So it was very good news for us to hear that Lordstown Motors is going to take over the GM assembly plant in Ohio. Excited to announce that. I also want to talk about, uh, as I said in the beginning of the show, that it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Uh, we had our very first snow yesterday and last night. So we had just a light dusting on the ground today. Not not much sticking, not that you couldn't see. You can see the grass through it and everything. There wasn't a lot, but we had our very first which always makes it feel Christmassy here. Um, Christmas movies are back. I haven't talked about it this week, but Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel started their Christmas movies last weekend, and I've watched three so far, and they're starting up again tonight for this weekend. I love me a good Christmas movie. Hallmark and Lifetime do a fantastic job, so that's going really well, so if you're a big Christmas fan, now. I, I've talked about it. I'm not a big fan of Christmas decorations before Halloween. I really don't like Christmas decorations too far before um, Thanksgiving. But I don't mind people to decorate on Thanksgiving so they're ready to go. But uh, I do love me a good Christmas movie season. And I will start that in early November and just watch these things like there's no tomorrow. So lots of great Christmas movies out But one of the things I did want to say is there's been a little bit of controversy um, on a updated Christmas song. Um, John Legend, of course, great singer, John Legend, married to Chrissy Teigen, very active on social media. John Legend has revised and re-sang a new version of Baby It's Cold Outside for the Me Too movement. Uh, if you've been following the song, it's been getting a lot of flack the last two years. Because basically, if you kind of listen to the lyrics and look at the lyrics on paper, it seems a little date rapey. Maybe it's cold outside. I really should go. No, stay here and have another cocktail with me. In the Me Too movement, maybe it's cold outside. It's got a bad reputation. Uh, the last, a couple. In fact, a couple of uh, radio stations refused to play it last year in their Christmas music rotation. So John Legend has redone an updated version of it with Kelly Clarkson, who I'm in love with, as you know. So it's a new PC version, a uh, politically correct version of It's Cold Outside. And he's getting a lot of grief for now making it PC. I mean, there was grief that it was too raunchy in the Me Too movement. And he's getting it, uh, some flack from a lot of people that he updated it and made it to PC, uh, but he's doing it very tongue-in-cheek He even tweeted the day that it came out um, He said uh, Hey I have a new version Of Baby It's Cold Outside Coming out Is it a welcome update Or a PC culture run amok And destroying everything great In the history of music Question mark. You decide Check out my true, true new track With Kelly Clarkson Updated lyrics co-written With Natasha Rothwell so she even kind of tweeted it out tongue-in-cheek that, uh, yeah, this song, is is it too PC? Are we rooting music to be too PC? So uh, he wasn't taking himself too seriously over it. But uh, it is very PC lyrics, and I'm going to let you decide for yourself, because we have about three minutes left, and it's about a three-minute song. So I, we're going to play out to the wonderful John Legend and Kelly Clarkson, with the updated PC Correct version of Baby It's Cold Outside. And I hope you will send us a message or give us a call tomorrow and tell us what you think after you've listened to it. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back Monday through Friday next week, 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern. Craig and I are going to be doing the show live together next Monday. Well, we're live every time. I think we're going to be in the same place. Uh Uh-oh, I just gave another clue to where he's going to be. Surprise, surprise. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. We appreciate you. Um, Subscribe to the podcast on uh, Stitcher and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Give us a five-star review. We appreciate that. It'll let more people find our podcast. Have a great weekend. Again, John Legend and Kelly Clarkson. Baby, it's cold outside. Watch your Hallmark movies. Bye Bye.
3: I really can't stay Baby, it's cold outside I've got to go away I can call you Oh, I'm supposed to say. No. I guess that's respectable. This welcome has been. I feel lucky that you so dropped in. I'm well aware. Say lend me a call. Oh, keep it girl, I don't care. You really been grand, I feel when you touch my hand don't you see. I want you to stay it's oh, not not to me. To be well they can talk, but what do they know? Just go.